I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Would you believe me if I told you that what you think of as your personality, maybe you're hilarious, shy, maybe you're a go-getter, or maybe you're a neat freak, what if I told you that might not actually be your personality, but rather a personality pattern? Or maybe have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like why you get so angry and yell when your kids are moving at a snail's pace in the morning. Or why it's hard to relax when the house is a mess. If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. Interesting, right? There's five personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are, but rather what is blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can start to learn skills to break out of that pattern and live and parent our kids as our true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast a live workshop-style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home, and what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood 
and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Hey friends, it's Motherhood Monday. I'm your motherhood coach, Michelle Grosser, and I'm so grateful you're here. Today we are going to talk about our kids' confidence. My kids are home from school today. Um, I have no (laughs) idea what they're doing right now, but they're quiet, praise God, so hopefully I can get through this before they barge in here. Um, confidence and seeing our kids confidence grow, at least for me, I think it's been one of the most rewarding things about motherhood. Even now, like Amory is learning how to read and just seeing her confidence grow in like sounding out letters and spelling things. And what I'm noticing is that this new confidence in her like reading and spelling, I'm noticing that it's starting to spill over into other areas of her life because I think confidence is contagious and I'm noticing her confidence grow in speaking to others. We went on this walk this morning and she asked a complete stranger who was walking past us what his dog's name was and for her like that's a huge growth in her confidence that I'm noticing and as our kids get older I think Their confidence in what they're learning uh, is probably just as important as the actual skills they're learning. I think about when my kids were first learning to walk. Like, both of them could probably physically walk weeks before they took their first steps. And it was just that they needed to have confidence to walk. And the same is true for a lot of other skills our kiddos are learning to thrive and continue to walk in their calling, they're going to need to be able to trust in themselves and trust in their capabilities and trust in their resiliency. I venture to say that all of us parents, we've all, just as human beings, right, we've all experienced moments of self-doubt, self-esteem, confidence. I really think it's a journey. And we know that healthy self-esteem, it's a key player in our kids' mental health, just how they experience the social world. We've all experienced it how we feel about ourselves. Like think of a moment when you felt really good about yourself. And then you can also think of a moment where you've been really down on yourself. Like both of those perspectives have a huge impact on how we behave, right? Like the things we think, the risks we're willing to take, the the relationships we have, even the careers we pursue, like so many facets of our lives are governed by how we see ourselves. I know for me, like, I want my daughters to look in the mirror and like what they see. I think we all want that for our kids. I want them to be living in alignment so they're comfortable with the decisions they're making. They're proud of them, right? The friends they're hanging out with. And as parents, especially initially in their little formation of their confidence, like, we're a big part. We're probably the main source of their sense of worth as those little identities are forming. So today I put together four tips that I thought we could run through uh, that I think are helpful in raising confident kids. The first is to let them fail and let failure be okay. And I talk about this all the time so you guys know that I'm such a proponent for letting our kids fail safely, right? When there's no room for failure, there's no room for growth. There's no room for exploration. There's no room for discovery. There's no room to figure out who they really are and what they're capable of and what they're good at and what they're not good at. And that's really important in developing a true self-confidence. 
as parents, I know it, I get it. Like I'm the same way. We're wired to protect our kids. But I think sometimes when we're helicoptering a little too hard, we can end up taking away really valuable, really beautiful teaching moments. And our kids need to learn that success is not usually like a one-time shot kind of thing, right? It's usually found after a lot of hard work and a lot of failure and a lot of persistence and a lot of resilience and a lot of struggle. And I just think this is a really powerful reframe that failure is okay. It's a really powerful reframe we can offer our kids. Not only is it okay, like it's not bad. We don't place a label like that on failure, right? It's just normal. The only true failure is when they don't even try in the first place. What we often perceive as failure is just part of the process. It's information gathering. It's discovering what works and what doesn't and what might work better. And if our kids get comfortable at that quote-unquote failure, if they get comfortable getting back up, adjusting, continuing, like mamas, that's a beautiful part of their confidence that they're growing. We've seen over and over again research to show that kids who are resilient, like the kids who are comfortable failing and trying again, those kids are confident. And I think the failing process also brings empathy, brings humility, brings collaboration, and brings a lot of beautiful things. And it's these experiences, right? The experiences that life just throws at us, just throws at our kids. Those are the experiences that shape that inner voice that they hear, right? Those are the experiences that shape their confidence. And we know all experiences aren't easy, right? Maybe even the majority aren't easy. But when we empower our kids to be resilient, to persevere, to speak up, stay true, stand up for what they believe, and all of that stuff brings out the best of what's inside of them, and it really helps to shape their identity and grow that confidence. So we can help them. We can help them just see everyone makes mistakes, right? It's normal, and it's good, and it's healthy, and it doesn't have to bring shame. It doesn't even have to mean much about them as a person, right? That's how confident adults operate. They embrace failure, and they know how to learn from it, and how to take those setbacks in stride. It's huge for their confidence. And then secondly, I think we can continue to focus on effort over results. Confidence and self-esteem aren't about succeeding at everything. Certainly not about succeeding all the time. It's really about being just resilient enough to keep trying and not losing it, not quitting if they're not the best, if something isn't whatever raging success by their standards. So it's encouraging our kids to try, just try, and then applauding their effort, the effort, the trying, instead of just focusing on the outcome, right? The trying, the effort is a huge win in and of itself. And I've learned that curiosity and experimentation and trial and error and all of these things, it's just such a huge part of how our kids learn and how their confidence grows. The more they fail, the more we allow them to fail in safe ways, especially in their little short-term goals along the way, just the more comfortable they're going to be with failure. So we can praise their effort over their accomplishments, right? We can teach them that the journey, how they're trying, their focus, their grit, their resilience, right? Their ability to get back at it. That's way more important than whatever the destination is, right? Whatever the outcome of their effort is. There's so much gold in this process, friends, in the process, not just the outcome. So the more we can help our kids see it and hear it and experience, man, just what it takes to work hard and develop new skills, right? Results aren't always immediate. It's a life lesson. So the more likely they are to embrace the discomfort 
of taking risks and the more they're able to do so, I think the more we'll really see their confidence grow. And then third, just beware of labels. Just beware of the labels. Labels we place towards our kids, yes, but really I think toward anyone, including ourselves. We have to be really careful about the labels that we place on people. I think labels can be so confining. They can be so limiting. And I think they can often be so untrue. And they can really become these self-fulfilling prophecies that we're speaking over our kids. You know, our kids are searching. They're, they're searching for their identities. And we need to be really cautious about the things that we attach to them. And when I'm talking labels, I'm talking these traits that we can just loosely slap on our kids if we're not being careful, right? We can mean well when we're saying things. We think they're, we're teaching them. We're saying things like, oh, they're shy, right? They're lazy. Oh, they're what? He's just whiny or, you know, she's, oh, you're such a mess. She's so messy. And these are all labels. And the more we try to box our kids into these categories, I think the more they're actually going to live them out which is really unhelpful for them to grow in their confidence, right? It's like, are they shy or are they exhibiting an age-appropriate and developmentally appropriate response to an adult stranger who's addressing them or like pinching their cheeks or whatever it is, right? Are they whiny? Like, is your child whiny? I say that in quotes. Are they whiny or do they lack the self-regulation skills that we'd really prefer to see in them? Maybe they need our help co-regulating and we're not available or we don't realize it. So their little nervous system is resorting to whining to try to release some energy and allow itself to, to regulate. So my gentle encouragement to you would just be to think twice. Think twice about what we're speaking over our kids. We might think it. I think that's going to be part of the process. Some of that maybe we can't control, but what we can do is we can take a beat before it comes out of our mouths, right? We can ask ourselves, like, is this true? Is this something I want to speak over my child? Is this a prophecy I want fulfilled? Or am I just triggered right now? Like, am I just super annoyed or frustrated or whatever it is? And maybe I just need to keep my mouth shut for a minute, right? And take a beat and a pause and hold that in. And then finally, number four, I put that we need to do our own work. We need to do our own work if we want to see our kids' confidence grow. Because here's the thing about our kids' confidence. So much of it is learned, right? It's not necessarily inherited. It's learned. And we learn how to be confident. Our life experiences, our, our mindset, our paradigms of the world, of ourselves, others, like it all contributes to how we see things. Those are the lens Lenses through which we operate and live. So as kids, so much of that is influenced by us, by their parents. So how they see themselves is going to be really heavily influenced by how we see ourselves. So whether they're bold or fearful, it's going to be learned. Whether they're anxious or confident, it's going to be learned. So if these are things that you know you struggle with, self-worth, confidence, Maybe it's your inner critic, second-guessing yourself, poor self-talk, right? Maybe you're really struggling with anxiety. Like, first, I just acknowledge your awareness. That is the first step, my friend. And it's arguably the biggest step. Like, you can't do anything else until you realize what's going on inside of you. And then the next step is really taking that step now, I think, is to heal those patterns, break those cycles, 
so you can offer your kids a different experience than you have. Like when it comes to what our kids learn, what they inherit from us, we want to pass on the best and discard the rest, right? And I know for me in my journey, like working with a coach, man, that's been one of the greatest gifts I could ever give my kids. Just dealing with my traumas, dealing with my triggers, healing things like I wasn't even aware of that needed healing, right? Learning my patterns, changing my my self-talk, understanding and exploring the mind-body connection, just building an energetic body that has the capacity to hold like way more life without getting overwhelmed. I tell you guys, there are like, if I, if I self 10 years ago could look ahead 10 years forward and see the amount of stuff I am holding today, my business, in my family, in my marriage, all of it, it is so much. And without doing this work, I would not have been, I I wouldn't be able to do it. I think I would be a mess. I would be overwhelmed and anxious and exhausted and all of the things. But in doing this work, I've grown my window of tolerance. I've grown my energetic somatic body, right? My nervous system can literally handle so much more. It's beautiful. And let me tell you, the impact that it's had on my parenting, (laughs) the impact that it's had on my marriage, unparalleled. Nothing like it. And I'm just so grateful that I did it when I did. I'm just so grateful God put it in my path. When he did, while my kids were still young, um, because if this is the work you're thinking about doing, do it for yourself, do it for your kids, like do yourselves the favor and don't put it off because friends, we can't get these years back. We can't get these years back. And every year we put off dealing with the anxiety. Every year we put off dealing with the burnout and the exhaustion and the inner confidence and the lack of joy and the self-worth issues and the perfectionism and all of that stuff. It's time we're not getting back. It's time we're not showing up for our kids how they deserve. So it's not easy. I'm not here to tell you it's easy, but my friends, it is the best investment I've made. It's the best investment you're going to make. Like you, your partner, your kids, you're all going to benefit. This is real life impacting change. So if working with a coach is something you've ever considered, something you've ever thought about, but you're hesitant, right? maybe you're not sure if it's the right season for you, Maybe you're not sure what it actually entails. Like, what does it mean to work with a coach? It's kind of this vague thing. Maybe deep down you're afraid. Maybe you're afraid to face all the stuff that you anticipate might might come up in coaching. I think it's all valid. I think it's all worth exploring. And in response to all that, my team and I have come up with this promotion we're running. It's called 100 by 100. And on November 1st, so if you're listening to this in real time, that's next Tuesday. I'm going to be opening up uh, just a few spots to coach some women one-on-one for only 100 bucks. So you'll get one-on-one coaching for 100 bucks because I think it's important for you guys to be able to get a feel of how valuable this work is. So it's going to be two 50-minute coaching sessions with me, so 100 minutes for $100. And the whole point is just so you can get a feel with it. Get a feel for what it's like. What kind of results you can expect to see, right? What kinds of exercises you can be expected to do? What kind of modalities I use? The things I can teach you guys that are lifelong tools that you can turn around and teach your kids. Like I'm telling you, this is life-changing stuff. And my calendar is already pretty packed, as you can imagine. So I'm only able to open up 15 of these 100 by 100 spots. 
And I know, I know they're going to go fast. We've already had some of you reach out and ask if you can reserve them. Um, we're not taking advance reservations, but they will be available for purchase at midnight on November 1st. And when they're gone, they're gone. Um, so make the decision now. Make the decision now that you're going to purchase one. And maybe, you know, you talk to your spouse. Maybe you talk to your parents, your in-laws. Maybe you make it an early Christmas gift. Like whatever you need to do to make it happen. But if you think you could benefit from some real tools. And guys, I'm not just talking like some journaling prompts or some affirmations or whatever. Like I am talking real freedom for your anxiety. Science-backed tools, right? For your fear, your exhaustion, your confusion, your self-doubt, your anger, all of it to help you find true healing. Like you got to do this work from the inside out and you've got to do it with someone who can guide you and help you see your blind spots and teach you the tools, right? That you can use to heal and, and really get yourself back, right? Get yourself back. I know that, that fun, easygoing person who really enjoyed life. Like I know you can remember her. I know she's still in there. I know your family deserves her. And I would love to partner with you in, in bringing her back. Um, so sign up for our email list. If you don't get our emails, go on our website. We're going to be sending the link via email. We're also going to be sharing the link to purchase these 100 by 100 spots um, on our social media. So make sure you follow us on Instagram, michellegrosser.coach, or join our Facebook group, The Motherhood Village, and you can get more information there throughout next week as we prepare for November 1st and opening up these packages for purchase. I am looking forward to working with you. All right, mamas, as we do every Motherhood Monday, let's start off our week in prayer. Let's pray over our families. God, we thank you for the gift of our children. We pray confidence over them this week, Lord. Remind us, God, that fear is a liar. You gave us, you gave our children a spirit, not of fear, but a spirit of power. And when our children are lacking confidence, help us to encourage them to stand tall in the certainty of their self-worth as your creation. God, we pray you silence our negative thoughts. Crush our feelings of inadequacy. Just let us rest on the knowledge that we are accepted by your love, regardless of other people's opinions. As your child, God, our children are good enough. They're strong enough. They're, they can do all the things through you who strengthens them. We know you are with them wherever they go, God. So we pray for boldness. We pray for your strength to continue to guide them. We pray for wisdom. We pray for humility. We just pray, God, that you would direct direct them in your will. We come against the spirit of fear, Lord. We pray against insecurity. We pray against low self-esteem. We pray against false identities. God, none of that comes from you, God. Do away with it. We pray against shame. We pray against guilt, God. We pray, God, that when we're feeling afraid, we don't let that fear rob us. We don't want to be robbed from the blessings that you have for us, God. So we pray peace. We speak confidence. We pray courage, Lord. We praise your name. We love you. We're grateful for you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you love Mommy's podcast, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. 
I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.